Good morning on a Saturday morning, March the 28th. Can you believe we're not watching March Madness? I mean, think about it. We'd probably be waking up, going out, getting what we need to get so we can get back to watch a game. Only to find out there's no March Madness. I guess we can call it March Sadness. I've seen a lot of brackets of what could have been, what should have been, what maybe would have been. But the bottom line is there is no March Madness. That doesn't mean there's not anything going on. By the way, my name is Anthony Smith. I'm going to welcome you to my first ever podcast. Hopefully it will get better as I have tagged some people and hopefully down through the days and months to come that you won't have to just hear my monotonous, boring sounding voice. We're going to have fun. We're going to be talking sports, a lot of sports. I'm not saying that I'm any sports guru, but sports are just something that I like. Uh, Outside of church and music, I love sports. And I try to stay in tune with what's going on. But right now we see there's not a lot going on. So basically what you have to do is you have to keep up with what's going on negotiating-wise. Now, anybody that knows me knows two things. I like Wichita State basketball. And I like Dallas Cowboy football. And I follow Kansas State basketball. Hopefully, Kansas Jayhawks will give me something to follow. I know that probably ruffled some feathers when I said that I would like to be in tune and follow Kansas football. So I'm waiting for the Mad Hatter, a.k.a. Les Miles, to put the product on the field. And I have the confidence that he would do that. But one of the things I want to address is we have an issue going on. So I'm going to start out on a local front. Wichita State basketball. And I... Like I said, I tagged some people. Hopefully one day these people will join me and chime in. Some used to make their bread and butter here in Wichita at a local radio station. And let me just go ahead and give some props and some shout outs. Uh, The radio station that I'm still technically employed by is KGSO. So they're getting a free plug on my podcast. It's KGSO 1410 AM 93.9 FM. The voice of the Wichita wind surge whenever that baseball season may start. I am known as, well, several things I've been called there. I've been called technical engineer. I've been called producer. But the easy term is board operator or for short, board op, which means I'm basically the guy that will sit behind that sacred desk that if you listen to the game playing with Doug and Scott, I sit in that same chair that Doug sit in and I push those buttons or move those sliders, whatever the case may be, and talk in the microphone. Let the guy at the baseball stadium know, hey, you're coming up out of your break. So basically, I guess you could say I'm a facilitator of live stream radio. So I have to give KGSO my start because I go back a long ways with them. Even back in the days of Chris Allison, 
Chris Allison, who's now in Charlotte, North Carolina. Alex Gold, who also has a spot on ESPN Radio, I believe. I believe his show is called The Gold Standard. I mean, just watching those two guys work was amazing. Uh, there have been some other guys that's too far numerous to name that let me rub elbows with them. Uh, Blake Cripps, uh, who is the voice of Newman Jets basketball. Uh, go back. A guy named Joe Navarro, who's a station operator or operating manager, whatever his case was. He was the guy that actually let me get my first time to talk on the radio from a producer standpoint. So I'm going to try to reach out to him as well, too. So I'm just throwing some names out there. I'm going to try to reach out to my buddies, Doug and Scott. They will definitely be on my podcast at some point. So y'all can let that be made known. So uh, last guy who's no longer part of the KGSO family, his name is Rick Thomas. I definitely tagged him because he wanted to get his podcast started, and I guess I might be jumping ahead of him now. But uh, Rick Thomas did a show called Running the Table, and I think he's going to get that name uh, copyrighted, patented, whatever the case may be. So uh, Rick, he I know he would definitely join me because he loves to talk sports. He just like me, he's a Dallas Cowboy fan. So that means we're some smart guys. Some of y'all may disagree with that, but hey, it is what it is. So I got all that out the way. Uh now. Back to what I want to talk about. And uh there's something going on at Wichita State behind the scenes that we the fan don't know about. And is I'll say it's calling it's causing a division of uh thought process amongst the fan, if I can use that for lack of better terminology. Fans are split as to what is the cause of the problem. Is it the coach? Is it the player? Is it the coach? It could very well be a combination of both. Uh, coaches leaving, players leaving. Of course, coaches, at some point, they will leave. That's a given. Coaches, at some point, will leave because there's possibly another job that may be a more high-profile program. Or it could be that a more expanded role at a program, but you're making a lateral move. I mean, here recently with uh, Greg Moffitt plucked Kyle Lindstedt out of Sunrise Academy. He's now on the sidelines with the Minnesota Gophers. Uh... Chris Jans was with them for a long time. He got him a head coaching job, and he seemed to be doing quite well. I mean, you can look for those things to happen, but people want to know what is it about the mass exodus of players? Why are so many players leaving the program and at an alarming rate? 
when I break down this past Wichita State roster, and I'm about to pull it up right now. Possibly pull that up. Uh, I mean, let's let's look at their roster. Isaiah Poor Chandler, Ashbourne Midgard, Tyson Etienne, Trey Wade, Morris Udeze, Noah Fernandes, Jamie Echenique, Grant Sherfield, Jamarius Burton. Uh, Eric Stevenson. I mean, name these players off. And Tate, Tate Buss, D'Antonio Gordon, Joseph at Bilal, he's a red shirt. Jacob Hers, Dexter Dennis, Eric, guard Eric Stevenson. All right, now. When you mention those players, also another a walk on Bryson Bush. Now, when you mention those players, one thing you have to look at is Marshall had a stacked team loaded at a position. You had Dexter Dennis, Eric Stevenson. You had uh, Jamarius Burton. I mean, to me, like a situation where you had enough players and not enough basketballs to go around. Now, when you looked at this team that started off 15-1, you looked at a very balanced team. You didn't, it didn't appear that there was one player wanting to be the guy, but you had a culmination of a total team. To whereas, if you're an opposing coach, you can't zero in on who to stop because they got multiple weapons. So now let's look at the departure. Grant Sherfield. Eight points a game. Jamarius Burton, 11 points a game. Nor Fernandez, who was a game changer because the pace of the game seemed to change when he comes in. Eric Stevenson, averaging about 11, 12 points a game. Morris Udese, his game was up and down. D'Antonio Gordon, not much body work on him, so remains to be seen what he could have been. Those just to name a few. Ashbourne Midgard, he pretty much got lost in the shuffle because of the player Jamie Echenique. He transfers out. He's the latest transfer in the transfer portal. They know is I don't think he would have had much time to get on the court next year anyway with the NCAA talking of granting extra year of eligibility because of cancellation because of the COVID-19 coronavirus. And the reason I make mention there because if a Jamie Echenique gets a chance to put on the black and gold again, 
along with a rare shirt that we have in the wings as well, Joseph at Bilal, that will solidify your play in the post along with incoming freshman Ladon Michael, who has stated, in spite of what's going on, he's still coming to Wichita State. So that gives him a chance to learn upon a couple of guys that's been in the system. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break here, and I will come back in a little bit. We'll talk more about this. So I'm back with you, and uh, as I promised, was going to talk about these transfers leaving out of Wichita State. The latest one now being the big Danish guy, all seven foot, close to 300 pound, Ashbourne Midgard. So the headlines are reading, this is coming from the Sunflower. It says, Wichita State now has a new national high mark for players leaving the program with eight total on Friday, March 27th afternoon. Soon-to-be senior center Ashburn Midgard entered the transport portal. The seventh scholarship player to do so since the season ended two weeks ago. An eighth total player on the roster. Walk-on Tate Busey also has left the team. Midgard had a breakout season during his sophomore season as he went on to average 3.9 points and 3.1 rebounds while averaging 11.2 minutes per game. This past season, he struggled to find minutes in the rotation this past season and only averaged 1.5 points and two, point, and two rebounds a game in 24 games. So with his transfer, that leaves WSU with one true big man on the roster with Isaiah Porbear Chandler. Now, with that being said, I have to backtrack because the year before when they had players leave, the one player who I thought was going to leave at that time actually ended up staying, and that was Samaje Haynes-Jones. And it was a good thing he stayed because along with him and uh, Marcus McDuffie, they provided senior leadership for that team. And that was one thing that was missing on this year's team was that senior leadership. I mean, yes, you have one senior, but when you have a, my, per, me personally, if you don't have that senior leadership, Then what I think that I saw that crept into the team was the me mentality. See, if you, had, if you would have had at least maybe two seniors and maybe a junior, you have that veteran leadership that can say, look, this is not how we do things. But a team this young still jumping out to a 15-1 start, you know they're on social media. That's another thing. Social media. Which means they have more chance to buy into the hype that's being said about them. 
Now, all of a sudden, you have a me mentality. Well, this team wouldn't be nothing if it wasn't for me. I mean, yes, I'm going to go on record. I've seen some of the quotes he said uh, from Eric Stevenson. He said, uh, when I was doing well, the team was doing well. When I struggled, the team struggled. And there may be some players that even thought that, but what was the mentality that Stevenson had when he made that? Was it was he saying, as I go, so the team goes? I mean, I had a chance to sit in at a couple of games, observe the team. I saw the East Carolina game live and in person. And let me tell you what I saw. I saw Eric Stevenson, who basically did take over this team. He led that team. I think that was a game he had like 20-something points, 27 points if I'm correct. What I saw was an Eric Stevenson jumping passing lanes. Yes, he was knocking down threes. I also seen some drive to the basket. I also see his see him suffer a hand injury, but he came back, and from that point he wasn't the same since then. What we also saw that game was we saw the return of Dexter Dennis coming out of the locker room and on the team bench. I also saw the Houston game. That was a disaster. Because I saw a lot of individual of individualism, but not a lot of team play. It's as if the alpha dog was trying to establish himself. And the alpha dog didn't want to give way to the alpha dog. I see more dribbling around. More standing around. More I'm open, but what come I didn't get the ball? And what I saw was a Houston team that was bouncing around, blocking a bunch of shots, going after every loose ball, getting every rebound, jumping and bouncing around like a bunch of kids in the Quest bounce house. So now the question is, or what has been said on social media, my buddy James Carmack had to get him on here too. He's a former Wichita State player from back in the days. Uh, he has Greg Marshall's back. I do too because I think Marshall has a plan. That's why around here we call it the Marshall plan. The fact that he said he had he experienced something that he hasn't experienced in all his years of coaching with his past team. I don't think Greg is going to be discouraged. I think he's going to do what he needs to do. He's going to adapt, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be very picky when it comes to his next crop of players that he bring into this program. Because when you go on record, Wichita State has won, I guess now you can say 12 years of 20-plus win seasons. That's in some pretty darn good company. Even Kentucky can't boast that. North Carolina can't even boast that. 
and look at what type of disastrous season North Carolina had. But 12, 20-plus win seasons, that's up there with Gonzaga, KU, and Duke. Only four teams has had that many consecutive 20-plus win seasons. Wichita State is one of those four. I'm going to take a break, and I will come back with some more.